Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have a good nap? I did. And then I had some sugar <gasps> from our candy baskets. Easter well, baskets. not our <laughs> candy <laughs> baskets. <laughs> you mean the children's <laughs> candy baskets. Uh, uh, yes. Can I tell you? Easter Bunny didn't bring us baskets this year. I only know. for the kids. Only for the children. So we just have to steal their candy. What a turd. Turning us into felons. <laughs> Easter Bunny. But I just had some candy and so now I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about croquet. How are those two things? Is it just the energy level? It's, it's just the energy like... level. So are we going to talk about how croquet is traditionally played with flamingos and hedgehogs? <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Because it's from Alice. Yeah. No, you don't play it like that. What? Is croquet the one with wickets? <laughs> sticky wickets? Is it the one with sticky wickets? <laughs> yes. Or is wi- I, Wait. It is. It wickets is the in, one with wickets. It's, are there also wickets in uh, cricket? I, I don't know anything, no. Jon uh-uh. Snow. No, there okay. aren't. Cricket's like baseball, except you don't run around a base. You run back and forth and back and forth, right? You know? This is nothing, but um, <laughs> if you think about croquet and cricket, it's not that far off spelling-wise. <laughs> spelling-wise? I mean, wise? Spelling is what I'm saying you could pronounce croquet like croquet and cricket. Yeah, okay. That, and it would be wrong. Or you could say like croquet. Croquet. You know? Anyways, hey. <laughs> let's focus up, Teresa. You're too silly. Have you ever played cricket? Croquet? Croquet. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, focus up, honey. No. I, uh, wait, have I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? I have. We had a set when I was a kid. We had a set at home. Well, you know what? It, there used to be a time when you would give children wooden mallets. And that was my childhood. You're not supposed to give kids wooden mallets anymore? <laughs> no. I have to go. I'll be right back. <laughs> BB, put it down. Um, no, I've definitely played because, uh, you know, you go to functions. And there's things. It's like oh, we certainly. Need, we need stuff for the kids to do while the parents barbecue or hang out or whatever. Nowadays, it is beanbag toss. Oh, yeah. yeah everybody's cornholing left and right. Yeah. But it used or to- it's also called baggos. You, baggos. Are you giggling at cornholing? Yeah. Grow up. I Come we, on. This is also, a show for adults. Um, we also used to play badminton, which is another lawn game, right? Yeah. Lawn darts was a thing we when I was a little We didn't play lawn kid. darts. Oh, really? When I was a little kid, that was when. Uh, ladder ball is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. That's another know. outdoor that, game. Is that as commonly known, ladder ball? Or I don't it? know. I'm not sure. But okay. croquet is very commonly known. It's actually very old. I'm not surprised by that. Um, Big wooden mallet hit through some metal use. Yeah, totally. Um, So we don't exactly know. Spoiler: We don't exactly know where it came from. I invented it. (laughs) If no one else is claiming it, I'm taking it. It's been around for hundreds of years, um, but like I said, it was just kind of like passed down. People knew about it. it. It's gone from many different names, uh, but the oldest document to mention the word croquet was a set of rules written by a man named Isaac Spratt in November of 1856. That's a good old 1856 sure name. Is. My name is Spratt and I'm the croquet man. Um, he was a British toy maker who wrote pamphlets detailing how to play all sorts of classic games, um, particularly croquet and badminton. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was actually quite influential in the popularity of both games. I mean, that makes sense. If you're a toy maker and you want people to play with your toys, you better explain the rules, right? That's true. 
That is true. Um, and so croquet's actual origins are not so cut and dry. So um, it's been known as ground billiards. That's not as catchy. It's not. It's a ground billiards is a classification of games. Um, you know, golf is considered a ground billiard game. Obviously, yeah, totally. I mean, you take a stick and you hit a ball. I mean, yeah, but that's true of baseball, too. You're saying you got hit on the ground. I would say that baseball might be a ground billiards game. No, that's an air billiards. Air billiards. And then water polo is water billiards. But it's the Fire Nation you have to watch out for. Well, even hockey? I didn't get anything on Fire Nation reference. Sorry, I I wasn't listening. Try again. It's the Fire Nation you got to watch out for. But what are we watching? Because I was saying you got air billiards and ground billiards and oh. water billiards. Sorry. Oh, no, <laughs> it's not worth it. Um. So then field hockey and hockey yeah. are also considered ground billiards. Hockey is ice billiards. Don't it, try to trick me. Ice is on the ground. Not all the time. Sometimes it's on a lake. But it is a firm surface when it's ice. But that doesn't make it ground. It is on the ground. What would you call it? Ice. You would say it was on the water? (laughs) If I said ice hockey and ground hockey, I think you would think I was talking about two different things. No, I wouldn't because ice is firm. It's firm. Oh, this is going to be the first time ever we're going to put a poll up. (laughs) We're going to put a poll up to talk about this. If I say hockey, is ice ground or water? This is important to me all of a sudden. Anyway, basically, if you hand a European a ball and a stick, they're going to be happy all afternoon. That's okay? true. All the different ways that you can play with it. Okay. In the book Queen of Games, History of Croquet, author uh, Nikki Smith presents two possible theories. The first theory is that croquet was introduced in Britain from France during the reign of Charles II. Okay. Back then it was called Palmal. Okay. If you have been watching Bridgerton. I haven't. You haven't. I mean, neither have I, but I If do, I had been, oh boy. But I do have um, social media, and so I have seen excerpts, excerpts mm-hmm. of the cast of Bridgerton playing Palmal, and it looks super fun. Okay. I mean, it basically is no rules croquet. Oh, uh, like Calvin Ball. Uh, That's really what Calvin Ball was. Well, Calvin Ball, you make up the rules as you go. But I mean, you still want to score points. And the way that you score points is going through the wickets. Okay. So but there's like that one rule. There's that one rule. Okay. Which is kind of like, uh, so think of Paul Mall like playing pool actually on the ground, right? Okay. Um, where croquet has a specific number of wickets in specific places that you have to hit in a specific order. Okay. So, it is written that Paul Mal. Uh, it is written. It is, and rules, so be. <laughs> the rules published in Thomas Blount's Glossographia. Sure. In 1656, is a game wherein a round ball with a mallet struck through a high arch of iron, standing at either end of an alley. Which he can then do in the. Come on. <laughs> There's so many words in there that don't need to be there. Hit ball through hoop. Which he can do at the fewest blows or the number agreed on wins. Was he getting paid by the letter? I don't know. Okay. The original version of that game was French and was called Jus de Mal. And then uh, was borrowed the Italian word Palamaggio. Wait, is that? Yeah, Jus de Mal. Uh, but that's not like something juice, right? That's a different jus, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. 
And where was I? And the Italian palomaggio, which translates to ball mallet. Well, there you go, huh? Yeah. That's right, it says on the 10. So the second theory is that the game was introduced from France to Scotland under Mary, Queen of Scots, who lived in France until she ascended the throne. And then it made its way to South England, where it became known as Paul Mall. Okay. We we talked about this. Have we talked about why a mall is called a mall, like the the national mall? Oh no, I no? think it, it's hard. Homophones and homonyms are hard because you said mall, and I heard M A U L mall, no. like the weapon. But you said a mall, a mall, pal mall. Why is it called a mall? Um, so probably, um, it was because. The, the parks, right, that are in places like the National Mall, uh-huh. um, it was all about, like, being seen on the lawn. Sure. And that's where the courtiers would go to play. Um, and even Charles uh, II kind of um, commandeered that the, the mall of St. James's Park just said, this is mine now. Okay. So I can play croquet. Cool. Yeah. And it's where you go to see them all or double. <laughs> I don't know. That's nothing. But wouldn't it be cool if that was the reason? That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so so that was the first theory. Sorry. The second theory about how croquet became so popular says that the rules of the modern game of croquet arrived from Ireland uh-huh. uh, sometime in the 1850s. Okay. Back then, a similar game to croquet was being played on the beaches in Brittany, a region of France, uh, that would have made sense that a French game made it all the way to the Irish Isles. Got right? it. Kind okay. of like across the way. Leapfrogged, yes. Yeah, okay. right. And so these beach games were kind of a mixture between croquet and bocce ball. Have you ever okay. played bocce yeah, ball? I was, I was just thinking about bocce ball. Which yeah. feels more to me like a billiard game. I was, oh my goodness. I was thinking the exact same thing, get out of my brain. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's so much more uh, beach billiards. Let's yeah. call it what it is. Not yeah. ground billiards because it's on the beach. Oh, but is not the beach oh, the ground? <laughs> oh my goodness. It's sand. Um, and the multi-ball yard game. Are you messing with me now? Yeah. I'm over I'm angry over here. <laughs> Words mean things. <laughs> Sands. I'm going to say if you can walk on it, it's the ground. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know that's not true because you can like, walk on a bridge. Would you call a bridge the ground? Now you have to, you have to sway <laughs> me. I see, I see that churlish look upon your face. While I'm walking on it. Yeah, You've sure. decided that whatever That's I say what? now. Oh, my God. I'm incensed. Um, my brain. It flames. Was, it was referred to as crookie by the Irish, which like sounds better. a lot like croquet. I like that better. I like it. Um, and there are accounts of that game being played in the courts of Henry II and Louis the Fourteenth. Hey, that was good. You did a good job. And so, you know, this, this is here um, at... The Bishop's Palace Garden in Galway, in the genteel suburb of Kingston, uh, was where it was officially spelled as croquet, the way that we spell it now. So that we could have a place to use some of those pesky vowels (laughs) when we play Scrabble. Those extra letters. Yeah. Hey, I can't wait for what that inhalation was about to explain to me. But first, how about a thank you note for our sponsors? Hey, Teresa. 
Hey, What's what? your story worth? Uh, about a million bucks. I'll take it. Now, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this yet, but I have. Uh, my my grandmother, who I've known all my life, mm-hmm. quite literally, um, only recently, like uh, two years ago, I remember talking to her and she was like, oh yeah, this and this, and started telling this story about this time that she lived in Las Vegas that I had never heard before. I was like, I've known you. For 85 years. Is this Nani? Yeah. Our Nani? Yeah. And I was like, how am I just now hearing this? How am I just now hearing this? Right, this is what I'm saying. And so with StoryWorth, right, they will email your relative, whoever they might be, or whatever, and a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible questions. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like, what's some of the best advice your mother gave you? Or if you were to do it all over again, what would you do differently? Something like that, right? Okay. And then they answer that. And after one year, StoryWorth compiles all of those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. Oh, it's nice to have something more than a cookbook, you know? Isn't that, that's so amazing to me because, you know, we, we've got kids. Mm-hmm. And the idea of, like, I want them to understand these things and know these things and not just names on a page, but, like, stories and pictures and, like, have references for them. It's very important. So give all the moms in your life or whoever you want uh, a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash schmanners to save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash schmanners to save $10 on your first purchase. StoryWorth.com slash schmanners. Spanish is also sponsored in part this week by Quip. Quip. The other day, you and I had like a quip off at each other. We were actually brushing our teeth at the same time. Do you remember this? Yeah, you thought it was a quip off. I thought it was like a meat quip. You know, I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, look at we're doing that. it together. And I commented on your new toothbrush because before you had a black toothbrush. I still have that one. That's my travel toothbrush. That's your travel toothbrush, but now you have a rose gold one like me. Correct. Because I think I might have stolen it from you when it came in. It's not important. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we have munching toothbrushes. <laughs> I, I still have mine. I oh, still have okay. mine. These wonderful electric toothbrushes have timed sonic vibrations. Uh, they have a lightweight design. BB likes her. She That's has right. a pink Even one. That's right. Even BB has one. Um, and they have no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down. They have a multi-use travel cover That's that right. we love to take with us. Um, and you know they're stylish. They're affordable. The electric brushes start just at twenty-five dollars. What a steal! And you can also get your toothpaste. You can get your brush heads. You can get. Uh, they make the. These little floss clamshell things. Oh, which I love are really them. cool. They also make the gum and the, the toothpaste is my favorite. It's my favorite toothpaste. So if you go to getquip.com slash manners right now, you'll get your first refill, right? So that's your brush heads and stuff, right? Uh-huh. First refill free. So <gasps> that's your first refill free at getquip.com slash schmanners, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. Quip, the good habits company. We also want you to think about Quaker-made voodoo dolls and catnip toys. Are you thinking about it now? I am. Okay, you are? Okay. Keep your frenemies close and your voodoos closer because voodoo's better than prison. This is a <laughs> Jumbotron, and that's one of the best like things I've ever heard. Um, and I'm looking at these things right now. They are very cute in a very weird way, but in a very cute way, I would say. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. That one's reminiscent, I think, of a sock monkey. Indeed. Uh, so just Google Quaker Maid. That's Q-U-A-K-E-R-M-A-I-D. Voodoo dolls and cat toys. You'll find it. And then you can order online because, as they have said here, voodoo is better than prison. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. Max Fun Drive 2022 starts in just one week. Monday, April 25th. We'll have exclusive Max Fun Drive gifts, awesome episodes, bonus content, and you know what else? You'll just have to tune in. We have some tricks up our sleeve. Sleeves? Tricks? Is it plural? We'll catch you next week. The greatest time to support the podcasts you love. Max Fun Drive starts on Monday, April 25th. Don't miss it. If you're sick of constantly arguing with the people closest to you about topics that really aren't going to change the world, we're here to take that stress off of your shoulders. We take care of it for you on We Got This with Mark and Hal. That's right, Hal. If you have a subjective question that you want answered objectively once and for all time for all of the people of the world, questions like, who's the best Disney villain, Mac or PC, or should you put ketchup on a hot dog? That's why we're here. Yes, I get that these are the biggest questions of our time, and we're often joined by special guests like Nathan Fillion, Orlando Jones, and Paget Brewster. So let Mark and Hal take care of it for you on We Got This with Mark and Hal, weekly on Maximum Fun. Okay, so... yeah. Oh, I did it again. You I just, did, inhaled. just inhaled. And you you stifled me. You no, said. don't say that. <gasps> I was trying to propel you forward. Go okay. on. Okay. Well, so we have hit the 1860s and everybody loves croquet. croquet. It's blowing up. It's all over. There's croquet over there. You get croquet. You get croquet. You the, get croquet. The Earl of Essex loved to throw very lavish croquet parties. And I, I mean, that makes, a. I mean... That makes a ton of sense. What better way to show off your beautifully manicured English garden and lawn than croquet? Sure. Um, By 1867, 65,000 copies of laws and regulations of croquet had been printed and distributed, and the pastime spread all through uh, the Anglophone countries. So we've got Australia, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa, and the U.S., all digging croquet. I just want to say I'm glad we started using the word rules instead of the laws of croquet. Because <laughs> that feels like a much more severe thing, doesn't it? Excuse it me. Does. It does. Did you just have that ball? You have broken the laws of croquet to croquet prison with you. Indeed. Um, one of the things that I really love about croquet, I mean, not today. I mean, I, I like croquet, but like historically, this was a game that ladies... And their gentlemen's could play together oh, instead of a segregated game, which happened a lot oh, yeah. throughout things. And I mean, when I say segregated, I mean that the boys would play and the the dainty ladies had to sit on the side and sip tea and gossip, right? Indeed, yes. Um, but croquet, it was acceptable for everyone to play together. Um, and it, you know, it's different from dancing, which is another thing that people were allowed to do together. So it's just another thing that you can do with your friends. We should, and I think this, I feel like I end up making this interjection more often than not when we speak about uh, 
these uh, more classical historical topics, but it should be noted here, inherently classist, this idea of like one, the leisure time, it's mm-hmm. right there of like, we're going to have time to go stand around in a field and knock balls around to to have the lush gardens uh, mm-hmm. and, and lawns to be able to play this. Um, all that stuff. Inherently classes. And I'm just going to throw it out just based on gut. Uh, probably racist. I'm not sure how, but there was probably a lot of like only whites allowed to play kind of deal. Just wherever. This is what I'm betting. Just yeah, my gut. I mean, as in general, historically, that seems to be a rule. Yeah, racism, very prevalent. Okay. Um, so Croquet uh, developed a nemesis at this point, which we've already talked about. Go check out the tennis episode. Oh, okay. Croquet's nemesis became lawn tennis in the late 1870s. Um, I mean, lo- when I say lawn tennis, I also mean badminton. Um, and so, notice you didn't say ground tennis because that would be confusing, wouldn't it? Oh, I got. I'm under your skin now. Huffa, 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 huffa. Um, and uh, we talked about Wimbledon, the All England Club at Wimbledon, was a croquet club before it became a tennis oh, club. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so that happened with a lot. Of, of clubs. Uh, they started out with croquet and then very um, tennis kind of seemed like snuck in there and well, was like, ooh, let's play this game instead. Listen, it's not surprising because when it comes right down to it, no matter how much you enjoy playing one or the other, I think it is undeniable which one's more exciting to watch, right? Yes, like, but you, more people can play croquet at a time. But that's the point. But this is what I'm saying. So it makes a great party game. It makes a great party game. But the idea of like having it organized as like a sport to watch, it was never going to take off that way, right? Never. I suppose not. I suppose not. I mean, I've, I, if you haven't watched it, you should watch the clip, the Paul Mall from, from Bridgerton, like I suggested because okay. it is quite fun to watch in that way but I don't but that's think that's also Teresa a TV show it's a TV show so if you didn't have the the cinematic lens yeah probably wouldn't be very, very fun to watch um okay so so even though Wimbledon is no longer a croquet club yes there is a very famous croquet club at uh at Cheltenham which is a small spa town, about a two-hour train ride from London. Um, and it is known as Cheltenham Spa. And it's been, I mean, it's been known for a long time, you know, for, for the waters, uh, right? In the 1700s, yeah. people went there to take the waters. We need to go somewhere and take some water. Yeah? It won't do nothing, but I like water, and I like artifice. And that's what those were. <laughs> I like that idea. One pamphlet describes uh, the Chelton waters as unlike the mineral water you buy in bottles. Uh-huh. The Pitville Spa in Chutnam has a very salty taste, Ooh. and not many people want more than one glass. Okay. Is that, wait, is that well? Isn't that a selling point? There's a health fallacy, right? That if it tastes bad, it's better oh, for sure, you. sure, sure, yeah. And I'm certain that that plays into now, that. Now, you keep saying the name of this place. How is it spelled? Because I'm betting, betting it's one of those British things where there's way more consonants than you're saying. Yes. So it is spelled C-H-E-L-T-E-N-H-A-M. If one were to say all of the letters, it looks like it should be Cheltenham. But it's Chelton. Cheltum. 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 Chell? Chell? Tum. Cheltum. No. Take the middle out. Okay. Chelton. No. No, stop it. You're doing it to me. Ah, now I'm under your skin. Chelt. 
Cheltenham. 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 Yes. The first time I said it was the best time, and Uh now you're making me nervous. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they have been holding a very popular um, food and drink festival since 2008, and visitors today can enjoy the beauty of the scenery, as well as horse racing, distilleries, leisurely picnics, the spa, and of course, croquet. Indeed. Cheltenham has 10 full-size croquet lawns, Wow! two half-size lawns, and a practice area for anyone tr- hoping to try out the sport. They host multiple croquet championships, including the World Championships in 2005 and the European Team Championship in 2009. Here is a beautiful quote from their website, which is cheltenhamcroquet.org. All variations of croquet, handicap, advanced, golf, short, and one ball, are played all year round. Lawns are available during the winter months for our hardier members. New members are also very welcome. I like it. Okay. Okay. So um, if we're going to go all Bridgerton, we're going to put on Regency regalia. I didn't sign up for that. And learn how to play croquet. Okay. All right. The full set is... Six mallets, six balls, two steaks. Full eyes. And empty hearts. What is it? Clear hearts. <laughs> nine wickets. Dry eyes. Okay. Uh, so the wicket, Wait, how many wickets? Nine. Nine wickets. The wickets are the little, um, I have seen them both squared off and arched. Oh, I prefer the arch. It's prettier. They're little uh, wire arches, Arch, yeah. <laughs> little wire arches that you spoke into the ground. Um, but you also need the stakes, which is the beginning and the end of the croquet course. Sure. Um, so normally played on a lawn that is 100 foot by 50 foot. Okay. You can scale it down, of course, but that's that would be a full size croquet lawn. The two stakes are placed at either end and then two wickets in a row. Okay. Are placed a, a you know a distance from it. I believe it's a mallet distance or you know a large step, and you get those two in a row, and then one wicket directly in the middle of the field, and then you take the remaining four and take them out to the sides to make a double diamond pattern. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense yeah, to someone a, there, out there. There's a little bit of follow your heart in there, but <laughs> I think I understood it a little. Here, I have a diagram you may look at. Oh, yeah. Okay. So may I try a different way of okay. explaining? Yes, do. So you have the starting stake, right? And then two in a row. And then you're going to put two um, to the sides. And then the next one in the middle. And then two more off to the sides. And then two more in the middle. On opposing so, sides. Yes. So it goes two in a row. And then two uh, far apart, and then one, and then two far apart, and then two in a row. Right. right? Cool. So you play from one stake to the other, and then back again from where you started. So the object is to get your ball that matches the color of your mallet through all of the wickets in the correct order. Right. The first one to get back to the beginning wins. It has a little bit of miniature golf-esque feel to it. A little bit, yeah. And uh, there are certain like things that you can do. Every time you get your ball through a wicket, you get to hit the ball again. Right. So that's called, that's a bonus, right? Yeah. If you hit another person's ball, 
you with get your executed. Ball. You've broken no. the laws of croquet. No, you actually get two bonuses. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Um, but there are only so many bonuses you can take per turn without going through the wicket. So if you hit someone's ball, then you get your two bonuses. Unless you go through the wicket again, you don't get any more bonuses, even if you hit other people's balls. Oh, okay. There's there's lots of rules That's like lots that. Lots of laws. Lots of laws. Yeah, there are. Okay. What happens if I hit the ball and it shatters into a million pieces? <laughs> I think you lose. Oh, man. Because you want to get your ball back through all the wickets and to one stake and then back through. Because if you shatter your ball, then you definitely lose. You can't get through the wickets anymore. Let's see. Anything else you should know? Oh, if you if you get your ball through the wicket, it doesn't count if it's just a little bit through the wicket. It has mm. to completely clear it. Is that a sticky wicket if you're inside of it? Oh, I don't know. I need to look it up now. <laughs> um, and there are, of course, lots of um, house rules that you can impose on your croquet game. Some people, I'm told, play a game called Poison, where once a person wins a game, the game turns up on its head, and instead of the object of getting through the wickets, the object is now to keep everyone else's balls from getting through the wickets. Um, I have just discovered, thanks to uh, the internet, at least according to Wikipedia, um, it comes from, or excuse me, from the Oxford Language Dictionary, it's from cricket, not from this. Oh. And a sticky wicket is a pitch that has been drying after rain and is difficult to bat on. Oh, the pitch being the field. Yes. Yeah. So ignore everything I've said about <laughs> sticky wickets up to this point. I mean, we did talk about how um, seemingly close in cultural association cricket and croquet are. I mean, it does have a ground billiards feel to it. It's like baseball on the ground. Yes. I'm I am sorry for everyone who just got mad at me for basically reducing cricket <laughs> to baseball on the ground. I'm so sorry. So, if it would ever stop snowing in Ohio, maybe we can get a croquet set. I'm not letting our kids play with mallets. Do you remember earlier in the show? <laughs> you said not to do that. I'm not saying the kids. I'm saying us as adults. So they just have to watch us do it? No, watch this. We We only have it during the adult times. So after 8 p.m.? <laughs> or during nap time. Uh, that, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> hey, what are we going to do with our, if we're lucky, 70 minutes of free time? <laughs> A quick round of croquet, my love? <laughs> quiet, quiet, quiet. Maybe they make mini croquet. You know how Just they have like, table. like tabletop, tabletop pool? Mommy, daddy, what are you doing? <laughs> Pretending like we're free. <laughs> our children are wonderful, and I enjoy... 99.9% of the time I spend with them. That's true. That is true. Okay, so that's going to do it for us. <laughs> hey, real quick before I forget, coming out next week, it's Max Fun Drive. Yeah. Um, And so that is your chance to support the art and artists you love. You'll be hearing all about it, uh, but I wanted to mention it now because our episode's coming on Friday, right? So we won't have an episode out uh, until, what, day five of the Max Fun Drive. So once all that fun starts... You can go to MaximumFun.org slash join uh, and consider uh, becoming a supporter of Schmanners and any other show that you love. So one more time, MaximumFun.org slash join. 
And that starts on Monday. And make sure you're paying attention to the Schmanners Twitter and all that fun stuff. Uh, if you do become a new supporter, make sure you tweet at us so we can say thank you. Absolutely. So one of the fine ways that you can support us is by retweeting a link to our show. Yes. Um, so that everybody can hear and enjoy and, you know, come and be part of the Max Fun fam. Exactly. Uh, make sure you go over and check out our merch store. We've got a really cute Schmanners poster over there if you haven't seen it yet. And 10% of all the merch proceeds this month will go to the Transgender Law Center, which is pretty cool. That's McElroyMerch.com to check out all the stuff we've got there. Uh, also, uh, my dad, Clint, has written a children's book called Goldie's Guide to Grandchilding. It comes out May 10th. Uh, you can pre-order it now. It's my birthday. I know. Happy birthday to me. Thanks, Clint. You can pre-order it now at linktree slash Goldie's Guide. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Goldie's Guide. And that's Goldie with an I-E-S. What else, Teresa? Well, we always thank Brent Brentlefloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wasso for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at SchmannersCast. Uh, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for our, the cover picture of our fan room Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Also, please continue sending in your topic suggestions and your idiom suggestions to schmannerscast at gmail.com. Alex reads every single email and we look forward to do another idiom show soon. Uh, Did we say thank you, Alex? Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. And thank you for listening. That's going to do it for us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.